what's up my royal priesthood on this episode of conversations with the priestess trigger warning this episode will be dealing with religious trauma church trauma abuse and various types of transphobia I want you all to use caution and use your wisdom and discretion when listening to this episode. I'm not doing this to just vent, but I'm doing this to help other people recover from church trauma and religious trauma. So anybody that's interested, I will also have resources available to help you as well in my show notes. Live, love, and be free. Let's start the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, the priestess, never your mistress, Shani Taylor. Honey, here's another episode of Conversations with the Priestess. So get your libations and get your ancestors and sit down and have a conversation with your girl. what's going on my royal priesthood it's good to be back y'all y'all it's your girl the priest is never your motherfucking mistress i am back with another episode of conversations with the priestess and all i'm going to say is unique oh, no, 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 unique oh, drop it like i thought it drop it like i thought it you can put your name in whatever she's oh yeah honey I've been having a good time. You can get it tatted if you want to. Look, I have been in my renaissance era since July the 29th. And it's so funny that not only did Beyonce drop an album, my girl Avery Sunshine dropped four songs and a bootleg. And her song, Lucky, it is fucking awesome. I love me some Avery Sunshine. She says, you'll never find a woman like me. I'm not the only one here who's lucky. Yeah. Honey, homegirl ate that song. Beyonce is eating renaissance. And of course, Make the Stallion dropped her project. I'm going to take a listen at that um, and give my thoughts on it. I haven't listened to Nicki Minaj. I'm not a barb. I'm sorry. So my musical taste have just been on the way that I want to be on right now. And just yesterday, the day before I recorded this podcast, I actually listened to Kendrick Lamar's uh, most recent album, Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers, um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And it, it, it gave me what I needed while I was out exercising. And of course, with the Renaissance, it is speaking a lot to me as a black girl, as a queer black girl, and as a church girl. I'm sure many of you all heard about the controversy that this Kojic Bishop, Bishop Wooden, and the Pace sisters came against the Clark sister herself, none other than Twinkie Clark. We know her from her hits, You Brought the Sunshine, I'm Looking for a Miracle, Is My Living in Vain, Their most, uh, her most recent project with her, Clarks, with her sisters, the Clark sisters, The Return, which we got great, great reviews on. And <clears throat> what happened, Beyonce sampled Twinkie Clark's hit, Center of Thy Will. This is a great song. And Beyonce weaves this into her song. 
And it's about, for me, the liberation of black women. Women being able to f be free and a a away from the patriarchal, misogynistic bullshit. Well, here comes this bishop. And if you know anything about uh, Twinkie and the Clark sisters and Carew Records, Twinkie is with Carew Records, if I'm not mistaken, y'all. Y'all send me corrections. And that's actually who did the Clark Sisters' last project, did Karen's projects, did Kiki's projects. Everybody's under this umbrella. And Lady Karen Clark Sheard and Bishop Jake Drew Sheard is a part of this whole, they own this thing. Well, and their son, Jay Drew and Kiara Sheard Kelly. So all of this to say that this bishop had the audacity to throw shade not only on Twinkie calling her an abomination saying that she sold her soul to the devil as well as Bishop Sheard and all of the musicians tied to that for Twinkie basically making coin and doing what it doggone does on the song and Beyonce and their team and her team they all got together and said cool you can use the sample Twinkie got coins. She's in Aruba. She didn't written. She's written three new songs, and here y'all here arguing about her making her coin and letting a secular artist sample that. And it's funny because they say nothing to the male gospel artists that sample R and B. Um, let's talk about the fact that gospel has been has been taking things from R and B and making it gospel songs and spiritual songs for decades they did this even with the caravans with the song he changed me uh with the song you're all i need to get by by they did all of that on that song so you heard a lot of this and i just find the hypocrisy i think it's really about a black woman doing her thing and they don't want a woman especially in the christian church to get too high and mighty but not only that they did the same thing to her mother the late dr maddie moss clark many of you all saw the movie the um the clark's the first ladies of gospel the clark sisters movie um and then also if you know clark sister history it was a big thing in the 80s when dr maddie moss clark and her daughters performed on the grammys and they came down hard on dr maddie moss clark mainly because she's a woman and she was making the church of god in christ excel with the music department let's not forget her contributions to gospel music to music period without dr maddie moss clark's we would not have the dynasty of the clark sisters we would not have kiara sheard who's been birthed by her mother it's a whole lineage thing and just the going back and forth about this album has been funny i'm not going to even talk about the whole Khalees thing all i'm going to say it was an interpolation go look that up okay but it's, it's it's been funny and even seeing some of my white gays are like well I tried to get into Beyonce's album, but I really couldn't, you know, like, it's just not for me, you know, I, I, am I the only one who feels this way? I'm like, yes, honey, you are the only one that feels that way because you're a white gay. She did this album for black people, for black women, for black queer people, for black trans people, for the black queer community. And I'm loving the fact that <clears throat> um, Honey Dijon and... Uh, my girl, T.S. Madison, are now on the billboard. Not only that, Kevin Jay-Z Prodigy. All of these figures in ballroom, these icons in ballroom, um, uh, Miss Honey samples, all of these things. And, and I wanna, I'm trying to keep up with a certain time today, so I'm not trying to call out everything. But y'all, this has done something for everybody. Twinkie Clark's on the billboard. Any artist that is attributed your name is on the billboard, baby. Like, 
just just calm down calm down calm down calm down but that's where i've been with the renaissance album and i can truly say this has been a renaissance for me over the course of the last couple of months while i've been away and many of you know that of the living situation that i'm in and the whole me leaving religion and christianity and really finding myself it has been one hell of a journey one of those journeys that i took was actually a couple of months ago was I went and bought me some tarot cards. I got an erotic tarot deck and then I ordered a classic deck. And I built my altar in my room. And I've started reconnecting with my spirituality. Um, I've always wanted to do tarot, but me being in the Christian church, we heard so much about, oh, when you do a tarot or talk to a psychic, you're letting the devil in your house and shit goes wrong. Shit gets knocked over and shit. I'm like, okay, yeah, scare tactics. But I'm like some of y'all that's saying that y'all are heavy into astrology and all of that. But y'all want to come for African spirituality, voodoo, hoodoo culture and, and, and anything that's not Christian. Okay, so and I'm going to piss some people off with this. They call what we do with um, tarot called uh, divining or divination, which meaning we're seeking answers by supernatural means. We're communicating by supernatural means. But I'm like, isn't that the same thing that the Christian people do in church? Don't they do divination when they anoint themselves with oil or <clears throat> or in order to communicate with God, they go through this ritual of praise and worship? Help me make it make sense, y'all. So I'm like, it's all the same thing. But because you're serving this Jesus, this Christian God, no offense to my Christians out there, you're basically damning everybody else, which is another thing. But hello. But I'm really discovering myself spiritually, mentally and emotionally. Even how I listen to music has changed. Just listening to Beyonce's most recent project. Um, listen to some of my oldies but goodies. Listening to artists such as Tupac that were kind of forbidden in my household. Listening to Wiz Khalifa. And must I say, y'all, Wiz Khalifa is a fine man. I'm, I'm sorry. Wiz Khalifa is a fine man. I don't know what it is about him. Oh my God, just he can just snatch me up and make me feel like a woman any day but anyway i've been listening to his music i went and listened to as per my cousins they you know said girl you need to start at the cushion orange juice project and i did it i did it and i must say it was pretty damn good it was pretty damn good matter of fact i'm gonna listen to that while i'm at work today and I'm so grateful because now, yes, I am employed now. I'm back working from home. Many of you all remember when I first started podcasting with Black Trans and Beautiful, I was actually working from home. Then I would do my podcast episode and edit it on my lunch break. So with me working now, it's been chaotic and trying to find a routine. But I think I've gotten it down now. And just it's just. It's just been a, one hell of a journey. A bitch even got her nose pierced, y'all. Yes, your girl got her nose pierced. I decided, I said, I want to get my nose pierced. I wouldn't do it because this whole idea of me being in front of church and all of that, yada, yada, yada. But then also, I was trying to wait until I got my facial feminization surgeries done. But at this point, I'm just going to 
just take it as it is. But I went ahead and got my nose pierced and I got it done on the left side to represent my feminine energy. And I did my research before I did it. And this celebrates the woman that I'm becoming. And I'm loving where I'm at now. You know, I, I think I am thankful that I'm able to really live my truth and say, fuck what my family says. Fuck what church people say. Fuck what anybody else has to say. I'm living my life for me. I'm happy. Let me be happy. If you don't want me to be happy, then that's your problem. I have nothing to do with that. But as for me in my house, bitch, we going to be motherfucking happy. So I'm in a place where I'm getting back to me. And this was a place I had started getting to in like 2010 when I first came out as queer. And that whole journey of finding myself and then a few years later, boom, I'm transitioning. And even with the transition, I'm finding myself. Like as I transition, it's not just a transition for me and especially for gender is not just physical but is mental spiritual and emotional and i get i understand what people meant by that now that i have i've reached a certain point in my womanhood i've noticed that spiritually i've transitioned mentally i'm trans i've transitioned even my circle of friends has changed so many people that i held on dearly to we're not in the same space anymore and it hurts when you have to let people go but i'm grateful for being allowed to let people go because some people they don't need to be in your life some people they don't need to be a part of your life and even with all of the shifting and changes that are happening i want people that can really go the distance with me and that's really about something i don't want people that has that have their own hidden agenda it's time out for that and i've learned so much from being in religion i've learned that christian ministry is very cutthroat very controlling and right now i'm in a place of healing from religious trauma church hurt and church trauma so thank y'all for allowing me to use my platform to get that off of my chest yes i'm gonna have some other things for you all um yeah i have, I, I have a lot of things for you all i have some things that i'm doing on youtube and so just stay tuned to my twitter for that that's twitter.com forward slash yanit music for my music stuff and for the podcast twitter.com forward slash cwt priestess i'm going to take a quick break here are some church announcements and some things that you can do to help us keep this show going y'all live love and be free from the priestess smooches i'll be right back hey there my royal priesthood i want to say thank you for your love and support of conversations with the priestess here are some church announcements this podcast will be posting bi-weekly yes Every other week, I'm bringing you an episode. I'm doing this to kind of give myself um, a little bit of a break in between recordings. And I have other things going on. But please keep up with me because I will be bringing forth content on YouTube, which is Conversations with the Priestess. Also, if you are a trans, gender non-conforming, non-binary, gender fluid, 
TGNC person of color that happens to be a nudist or naturist, I want you to go and listen to my podcast, Naked Colors. We have some great topics there and it's coming from a new perspective. Please go and you can find this on Spotify podcast, anywhere where you download and or stream podcasts. Don't forget with any podcast that we have posted here, please, please leave us a five star rating and let us know how we're doing. Leave us a review. Don't forget to share and tweet me when you listen to this podcast again that that twitter is twitter.com forward slash cwt priestess again check my show notes live love and be free let's get back into the show welcome back welcome back so when we left off on the last episode of conversations with the priestess i was getting ready to go into me transitioning socially and I guess I'm going to say religiously at this point. Mind you, I was presenting as my true self outside of church. But when it came to ministry and at pastor teacher's request, it was noted that he wanted me to just wait so he could, quote unquote, talk to the archbishop of the organization that we were in. However, that conversation never happened. And just going further with that, there was an incident um, around about 2017-2018 where I went through a severe mental breakdown. Um, And on top of that, I had kind of backed up from doing things with ministry. And I let it be known that, look, I, I need to focus on me. And the pastor actually sat me down quote-unquote and that's something that they do in the christian church um a lot of times when someone aka sins or does something that goes against christianity or what they want or either when the pastor feels like people aren't doing things according to how he or she feels that is done and everything is just wrong and it's basically an ego trip in the christian church in my opinion that's just my thoughts however with me and the transition that had a lot to do with me being sat down however this time around i said you know what i'm going to make a decision for me and it was at this point that bishop poseidon and one of his members decided uh not decided but they kept asking me when are you gonna start you know being yourself in church when are you gonna you know we we want you to embrace you. I said, well, you know, me and pastor had talked about it. We're waiting for a conversation with the archbishop. And I thought about it. I said, really and truly, this does not warrant a conversation with the archbishop because number one, it's none of his business. This is my business, my transition, my life. This has nothing to do with anybody else at this point. This is my life, my well-being. So much to do. I thought about it and during this time I had stopped dealing with Bishop Poseidon on a sexual level I started just living my life and I said you know what I'm not going to entertain him because number one that was wrong because he is my pastor he is my leader and that had no business happening but I wasn't looking at the fact until after the fact that he was indeed using his power of influence to kind of 
get to me sexually in a sense basically some predator narcissistic type shit but anyway he and his member encouraged me to dress out we talked to pastor teacher and we had a conversation and pastor teacher said is this what you want to do yes so praise and worship went good this particular sunday and they asked me again when will i going to be myself and they call it dressing out not realizing that this is a part of who I am. I'm about to be my true self. I'm about to really live in my truth at this point in my transition. Let me walk fully in my transition and in my womanhood. So this particular Sunday, it was a September Sunday. I finally wore what I wanted to wear. I wore a nice dress with a green jacket and some nice heels and I had a short Grace Jones-esque type haircut and I wore this to church. Wore it to church. There were no issues, no problems. I got up there. I did praise and worship and I gave it all that I had during praise and worship. I really didn't have a choice but to give it all that I had because I felt that I was in a place to where I'm finally free. I'm living in my truth and everything is coming full circle. Got up there and it, it was wild that Sunday because we had guests. Um, Bishop Poseidon's um, church family from another state came to hear us preach. He called them his aunt and uncle. And they had met me the previous day. I didn't know anyone was going to be at Bishop Poseidon's house. And what happened, we would have leadership at Bishop Poseidon's house. And some of those times, myself and one of the other adjutants, we would spend the night at his house after we had dinner and just talking and partaking in cannabis because I'm a cannabis girl. And then sometimes it would just be myself spending the night. And that's when things would happen between Bishop Poseidon and I. Well, before this point in time where I'm singing praise and worship as the woman I am, of course, me and this man had not interacted in quite some time and I meant it to be that way. But that Sunday, he came up to me, he complimented me and enjoyed the praise and worship. And I went on about my business, but it was crazy because before we left service, after I finished praise and worship and God moved, the bishop gets up. My pastor never said anything until like I, like till after this grand announcement. Bishop Poseidon gets up and makes this big speech about me having a new beginning and he had me run to the back door, dance and turn around three times or some shit like that. I can't even remember. But he made this grand announcement saying that we we support you we got you we fighting with you somebody messed with you we got them all these wonderful things and i i i felt that this was going to be something that was real and true however because at this time bishop poseidon and my pastor were having a nasty falling out basically it was a clashing of the egos because ministry wasn't running this way and one wanted to run this way and it was a whole big to do about money you know the the typical church drama y'all seen green leaf y'all seen all these church shows that's been on bet y'all know and if you be in the black church you know what kind of mess i'm talking about 
Hell, we've seen the Churchill documentary, whatever the name it was called. So Hillsong, Hillsong documentary. But anyway, that next week, Bishop Poseidon and I um, are attending a service where our jurisdictional bishop is preaching. And for some reason, it was just myself and Bishop Poseidon going. My my pastor didn't go for some reason. I don't know what was the issue, but I ended up going with Bishop Poseidon. And at this point, I was no longer dealing with him on a sexual level. Yes, since I started being myself fully in ministry and I transitioned, transitioned religiously, so to speak. He was still trying to slide in my DMs, but I just took it as a thank you and I moved on. And so thankfully, we stopped texting for a time period like that. And it was just only ministry. Mind you, again, we were meeting at his house for our leadership class. So we hadn't had leadership class in quite some time at this point. And we're at the service. And I kept asking, did anyone call this jurisdictional bishop and let him know, look, yo, I have a member that's trans. She's presenting as herself. Is she going to be okay? You know, and this is after this big grand statement. Well, I did praise and worship that morning. And we went to the service. I get to the service. I danced and did my own thing. And when I leave service, one of the church mothers pulled me to the side. And asked me, she said, hey, how are you? I'm good. She said, is everything okay? You behaving? I said, yes. She said, we're going to talk soon. And she and I had a conversation. She just, she was caught off guard. And she didn't realize it, which that I was trans because she had seen me presenting as something other than who I was. And we had a conversation. And, and the last time I spoke with her, everything was on good terms. However, I get home that night. I'm streaming on my live streaming app and I get a phone call from my pastor, from pastor teacher. And he says, Yanni, you have a, we had a phone call to come through. I'm like, what is it? I'm thinking somebody done found my only fans or something, or somebody done found something about me. No. Um, apparently someone made a call to the archbishop about me being trans and serving. Mind you, I don't know who made the phone call yet. It was never real revealed to me, which is not important. And to this day, I still have questions about the validity of this alleged phone call. But there was a phone call made and I got a call from my pastor. And my pastor was asking me, am I OK and things? And he's like, well, they told me that because you're trans and the bylaws state that you cannot serve. However, we looked at the bylaws. The bylaws actually has a clause against homosexuality and they actually lumped in gender identity with that. This is old, archaic 80s and 90s language in the bylaws of this organization. And needless to say, I could no longer serve. And I'm upset. Everyone that rallied behind me was upset. But I get a phone call from Bishop Poseidon and this motherfucker has the audacity to ask me, well, what did God say about your transition? I'm like, what? And I was so confused and I just like gave some bullshit answer. I said, well, everything is fine. You know, God just told me to live in my truth and be happy. Like they were looking for some profound, sweet answer. And this also started me pulling away from the church at this point from Christianity and religion. 
At this point, the chef and the prophet, Don Prophet, they have been hanging together at this point. And they were rallying around me. We had been connected when the prophet come back, came back into town at the bequest, at the request of my pastor, pastor teacher, pastor teacher, the chef and the prophet. They were helping me with the praise and worship team, helping the ministry out. And we had sort of started hanging together, but I really wasn't really trying to hang out with other cis men at this time because, look, I just dealt with a bishop that was like handling me a certain way and I didn't know how to process all of this mind you I'm in therapy and my mind is so out of whack my anxiety is on 10 because the pastors of that church kept calling me every every five minutes even before service for stupid stuff which commonly happens when you're an elder in the Christian church they treat it as you're their little minion and what was so fucked up they had church anniversary coming up and the pastor ends up leaving the organization after this point. But what was fucked up was, okay, I'm told that I cannot serve anymore. That next Sunday, which was crazy, was the past was pastor teacher's um, beginning of his, his anniversary celebration for the month. And of course, I wasn't able to do praise and worship, which sucked. And I got an apology and there was this big back and forth with the jurisdiction, jurisdictional bishop and my pastor. However, I got an apology from the jurisdictional bishop, but no one asked to see if I was okay or anything. And the sad part in this organization, I wasn't the only uh, uh, transgender, non-gender conforming, non-binary person, TGNC person that had been victimized by leadership in this position. However, and then what was so crazy, I didn't even get a chance to talk to the archbishop, nor did I get a chance to really talk to anybody about how I felt about my contributions to the ministry. And I felt like, so I was good enough to serve y'all in one body, but because it goes against quote unquote God, which God loves us all regardless, y'all not showing me the same love that you preach about. And I, I've, was agitated because during this time we were still preparing for my pastor's appreciation and founder's day to celebrate the church. And instead of calling it church anniversary, he changed it to founder's day for some odd reason. And, and during this time, he still allowed the bishop that told me I could not serve because of my transness to come and preach. And in order for me to attend the service, I had to dress in a way that wasn't too feminine. It could be androgynous, but not as my true self. And it's funny because a few years ago, the same pastor got upset with me and sat me down and told people not to call me what I desired to be called, nor address me as the pronouns that I preferred to because I'm not walking in my true identity. I needed to heal. This was the thing that he said. This is what my pastor said. My former pastor said, he said, I'm not calling you Yannick anymore. I'm not calling you she or her because you need to heal first. I'm going to identify what's here. And I, and I felt so eviscerated and he had other ministers in the church doing this. However, 
the ones that really care say, I'm still going to call you Yannick and she and her because that's disrespectful. I have since had people come and apologize to me for how I was treated. And going back to 2021, October 2021, this pastor, pastor teacher, basically made me dress androgynous to attend his appreciation service. And in hindsight, I did it just to keep peace because at this point, I'm tired. I didn't really have time to process my thoughts or think because I had the prophet in my ear. I had the chef in my ear. I had pastor teacher in my ear thinking that they were helping me, but they were basically just playing mind games with me. So not only did he have me dress androgynous, pastor teacher, and the church that we were in, it has a balcony. He said, well, he told me the day before, he said, I want you to go up there and record from the balcony. And I thought it was rather odd. I'm thinking, well, maybe because it's going to be so many people, it wouldn't be, you know, wise for me to record on the floor. But I'm like, oh, I get it. You're wanting to hide me away because I'm like your dirty little secret. And I realized now he basically wanted me to dress androgynous. And he basically put me in the balcony to hide me away and gave me the task of recording service. So I would be out of the way because my transness was an embarrassment to him. And because during this whole time period, he never once defended me. He never once like he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to protect me. It was like instead of allowing me to speak up for myself. Instead of defending me and having me say, no, I'm not going to let you treat my member any kind of way. You know what? Bishop, I know we had you to come preach, but you know what? Since this is going on and since my member can't serve, we're going to get someone else. His, um, don't worry about the money back. You know, we're going to go by other means because I want my member to be herself. No, pastor teacher did not do that. It was more so do this so I can appease these people and still look good. So when I leave, I won't look bad. Like, fool, either way you going to leave, they going to talk about you anyway. And I just felt that it was a lot of stuff that was done to make it look good. And it it really hurt me. It it really hurt me to my core. And shortly thereafter that Bishop Poseidon and Pastor Teacher finally fell out. And this turned out to be a whole spectacle. And in comes the chef and Don Prophet. Again, I met the chef at another church that I worked as musical director. I had been knowing Don Prophet for years when I first met him in like 2007. Um, when I came up here to see my then pastor um, and visit before I moved up here. And I had been knowing this man and having so much respect for him. He was calling out the bad behavior and, you know... You know, being of help to me or so I thought. And 
during this whole situation, it was a lot of quarreling between not only Don Prophet and and Pastor Teacher, but Bishop Poseidon and and the Don Prophet over the running of the ministry because Don Prophet was supposed to be helping us rebuild the ministry and all of this, but it couldn't really be built because it was too much drama going on. But through all of this, I never once felt defended. I felt defeated and unwanted. And during this time, I started migrating from the church. Um, and my pastor started having me go to different churches and I really didn't want to go. Didn't really feel like going to church and dealing with all of the mess and chaos. So I wasn't going to church for a couple of weeks and I started going to church with pastor teacher for a couple of weeks. And then it got on my nerves because I felt that I was a spectacle that he was leading these, these introductions with me involved as the trans member, the trans. I'm like, can y'all just let me tell y'all what to call me? Let me do this myself. And I started trying to get comfortable back going to church, but I couldn't get comfortable. And it was disrespectful um, for him to ask me to go to the church where allegedly somebody made a phone call about me. And knowing this was triggering, I sucked it up and just went realizing I could have said no at this point, but still in the mindset, I don't want to disappoint leadership. I don't, you know, want to disappoint God. God, is this your plan? Feeling like this was an actual plan from from God when it actually was not a plan from him at all. It was just a, I was in a religious cult and a mess. And at this point, Bishop Poseidon leaves the ministry after a big blow up. And after me having this whole situation, um, and in around about October, I then finally told my pastor about the relationship that Bishop Poseidon and I had. And I, I didn't know how to feel saying this. Um, I was coming. I had just picked my former pastor up from work and we were talking. I said, can I talk, tell you about something? He was like, what? I said, you know, everything's been kind of chaotic and I've been odd. He was like, yeah, what's going on? I just finally told him I started off with, well, I've been in an entanglement with someone. And it was like, yeah, I said, I'm going to be true. I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I don't know how you're going to take this or how you're going to react. But I got to get this off my chest. Me and Bishop Poseidon had been in an entanglement and we had a sexual relationship. And he reacted was like, wait, what a minute? Wait a minute. Y'all been having sex? And he was like, oh, and he was like, pastor teacher was like, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. Why didn't you tell me earlier? I'm like, I didn't know how to tell you because we were always told you didn't sleep with leadership and stuff like that. But I didn't know how to come out and tell you because in my mind, I was more so fearing him as a leader. And he was like, no, that is not cool because your leader is taking advantage of you. You're supposed to be leader took advantage of you. So the next week I discussed this in therapy the whole time. Um, as, as I'm telling him this, he's already calling the jurisdictional bishop at this time and making other phone calls. And it turned it turned into a big thing. Come to find out that I wasn't the only person in the ministry that he was messing around with and come to find out um, he had been other places and did the same things in other cities. And then there was a situation where I did make a video about it and it's since been taken down because I'm like 
I wasn't vindicated. So I'm speaking out about what happened. And of course, fingers were pointed as to who made the phone call. The chef and and the and Don Prophet were here for all of it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is a jacked up situation. And this is where I really started cleaving to um, the chef and the prophet as far as a cohesive unit for support. And this is where it's going to get heavy. So I'm going to save that for next week. Thank you all again. This is the end of Diary of a Church Girl. I have some more things I'm going to share with you. Let's take a quick breather and I'll be right back. Hey, what's up, family? Thank you again for tuning into Conversations with the Priestess. I want to give you an announcement from one of our sponsors. This particular sponsor believes in elevation through visibility for our trans community. Who am I talking about? None other than Visible T, Visible Truth. 365. This organization, which is Philly based, is a grassroots organization dedicated to elevation through the visibility of trans persons of color, TGNC, with a focus on trans masculine individuals. If you are in the Philadelphia area and you need assistance, please contact me, your girl, the priestess. I'm the executive director of Visible T365. And also, our executive director is AJ Scruggs. You can follow us on Instagram, Visible T365, and on Facebook, Visible T365. Reach out to me directly. You can find me on all platforms, Yannick Taylor, and we'll be happy to serve you. The show notes will include links to where you can find Visible T365. Live, love, and be free. Thanks again. Love you, the priestess. Before we end the show, I want to make it a light note since we just discussed um, some trauma there. But I want to say again, thank you for your love and support of this lovely podcast. I will never stop saying thank you. Uh, But this is something I really wanted to share with you all. So I did something for me over the past weekend. I indulged and went to the Alamo Draft House here in D.C., And I went to see the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, which is it it is a great film. I had my rocks off. I got my rocks off with that one, honey, that that hit the spot. I'm telling y'all need to see this movie. It is everything that you need and more. I don't care what other people said. See it for yourself. Uh, And and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, but this was a, a time for me to get away for myself, and I wasn't able to see um, my boo thing for the weekend because we've both been both been busy. And I decided I was going to take myself out and just have a little fun. So I went out, took myself out, and booked the movie chick ticket, and said I'm going to go see Nope. And this was my first time going to the Alamo Draft House or a theater like it. So I thought, what the hey, let's try something new. And it's not that I don't get out much or anything, but here lately because of life situations, going out has not been a major focus and I haven't had the finances to do so or the time as I wanted to because lately I've been focused on working and because of the situation I was in with church people, a lot of my time had been monopolized. And then I didn't feel like going out because I really didn't have the money and, you know, I was going through a lot. So now I'm in a place to actually do that and discover stuff. So 
I've had a great time. I'm thinking about this weekend actually going to a nudist resort um, here in Maryland and visiting there. I want to see what the weather is doing first because I don't want the weather to come get me. Um, I'm really at a point of exploring myself and just having fun for a change. And I'm absolutely loving um, the things that I'm able to do now. Like I'm really getting back to me, even writing music. Um, I, I'm in, I've been writing music and writing songs and it has just given me life throughout what I'm able to do. But being able to see, being able to just go to the movies and explore my area, ran into another bar, another bar I might try to go to this weekend, get a couple of drinks, you know, do something for me. I'm going to really enjoy my weekend. I'm going to. I'm, I'm really going to enjoy my weekend. That's that's what I plan on doing is enjoying my weekend. And what better thing to do than just enjoy life. Enjoy your life. And I said that to say this, baby, go enjoy your life. Fuck everybody else's opinion. Fuck what everybody else have to say about your life. Live your fucking life for you. You only get one life to live. If people can't understand that you are a free individual, well, fuck them and let them wallow in their own bondage because it is not your responsibility to set any other motherfucker free. I'm going to say it like this and I'm going to go. Child, don't waste your time on people that Harriet Tubman would have shot. With that, I bid you adieu. Have a great rest of your week or whenever you're listening to this. Have have a great day. Great, Have a great week, weekend. Just have a great everything. Love, love, and be free. Smooches.